Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here with Jared this evening. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. We just got done eating supper. It was very good. Meatloaf. Very good. So if you're not cooking your meatloaf in little patties on a cookie sheet and you're doing it in a loaf pan, you're doing it all wrong. And what are you adding to it that adds a little bit I extra do, flavor? I do the Lily Nichols recipe that's in Real Food Pregnancy, <clears throat> and it has two pounds of beef and four ounces of liver in it, so it makes it more nutrient-dense and higher iron content. But it's I just love that recipe because it also has like eight ounces of mushrooms that you chop up and there's a cup of zucchini in it there's onion garlic cloves i had no idea yeah there's zucchini and mushrooms in it you don't taste it but it just makes it even that much more it's really really good good. it is really really i love it and then you do well i don't do exactly the lily nichols recipe because after i i do the contents for the actual meatloaf her recipe and then i patty them out in like little mini mounds that are about three and a half inches long by mm-hmm. two inches, maybe a little bigger than that, maybe like four by three little mounds. And I put them on a cookie sheet and then I brush ketchup and balsamic vinegar, about like a three to one ratio-ish. Can you put that recipe on the website? Because it's, um, it's really Lily good. It's Nichols, other than I, oh, okay. I like cook okay. it a little differently. Okay. But um, I put that balsamic and ketchup mixture, brush it on the top, and then cook it. And then at the very end, you pop it in the broiler for a couple minutes on high. So, yeah. like, the whole meatloaf is that crusty ketchup-y situation that's always the best part of the meatloaf. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the very top. The whole thing is that instead. So really it makes it really delicious. So I had that. And, of course, you have to have mashed potatoes and green beans when you're having meatloaf. It's mm-hmm. one of those meals that you, like, it's the combination is what makes it amazing. Mm-hmm. Certain meals are like that. Like the sides have to work together perfectly. Yeah. What's like the kielbasa, yes, mashed potatoes, exactly sauerkraut. You have to have all three when you're having that meal. Really, really good. Because it's the combination that's so delicious. The same with meatloaf, mashed potatoes, green beans. So we did that and we came downstairs. The kids are watching Home Alone 2 out there and we mm-hmm. snuck in here to do a recording. Because yeah. it's been what, two weeks since? Yes, sorry about the weeks. delay. Last right. week was Thanksgiving. So we were out of town last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, also, I was going to have you, because it's December now, and so Christmas, well, actually, it's, wait a minute, it is the it's 30th, mm-hmm. tomorrow is when this will release, mm-hmm. so it's December, and you're really good at buying gifts for everybody, you do that throughout the year, but let's just say people are out there and they've got one month to do this, <laughs> what are some <laughs> recommendations that you have for them to get everything on their list this month without going absolutely berserk two days before Christmas and going out and getting everything. Yeah. So your mom is really good about, she schedules a time to think about something. Like if she has something that she needs to figure out, she schedules a time to think about it in her planner. Like tomorrow at two o'clock, Thursday at 2 PM, I'm going to think about what I should get everyone. Mm -hmm. And so that way she can like clear her mind of that open tab until the time that she has scheduled for it and then sit down and knock it out. So schedule a time that you can think about what would be a good gift for everyone instead of just as you're doing your duties, taking care of kids, trying to think of something to get your husband and you're like, I can't think of anything because your brain is doing 17 things at once. Schedule a time that you can actually think of a thoughtful gift. Mm -hmm. Um, 
something that my dad is amazing at and I've tried to learn through observing him is he is incredible at just listening to people throughout the year and when people are like oh I don't have that or or like oh that would be useful to have or whatever Mm -hmm. he makes a mental note and that's what he gets them for Christmas. Along with Miracle Rags I mean, oh, and yes. Ratchet Straps. Yeah, I really look forward to the big pack of Miracle Rags mm-hmm. <laughs> every year for Christmas. Well, it's a Harbor Freight giveaway, so you know that he's going to go in there and so, get the gift of Miracle Rags. Oh, that, man, I love like them. Because it's like a free Yeah, know, sometimes it is free, yeah. yeah. Um, but I love the way that he gives gifts because he's so thoughtful because he listens. And then you're like, oh, I did need this. I didn't even ask for it, but mm-hmm. I do need this. Thank you for paying attention. So anyways, paying attention to people throughout the year makes gift giving a lot easier because um, you can be thoughtful that way mm-hmm. and intentional with something that people might need. Um, and then, okay, so you schedule your time to actually think about it and then schedule, well, maybe you have time that day, but if not, then schedule time to like, do your online shopping or mm-hmm. get a babysitter and go out and purchase the gifts and then schedule a time to wrap. So it's not feeling like I'm never going to get this done. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your times allotted to do those things. But I, I am the opposite of a procrastinator in that I have to do things way ahead of time. Like if I haven't done it two weeks ahead of time, I feel very behind. <laughs> well, it's weird because if we're going on a trip somewhere – you want to have everything packed three or four days before we go. And I actually, that kind of makes me nervous. I like packing <laughs> the day of. But what yeah. ends up happening is we get somewhere when I pack for myself and I realize I forgot oh, underwear, dang. socks, yeah. and I He's like, two oh, shirts I only short. brought one shirt yeah. and nothing else. Well, so we go so to Walmart. now I pack for you. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm always like, can you get the suitcase out of the attic like a week and a half before we actually go somewhere? Okay, so we were so. encouraged recently and, and we wanted to record something pretty cool. So what are we talking about today? So you've been preaching through Hebrews, mm-hmm. which has been so fun. And I really like the book of Hebrews, just the realization that Christ has done it for us, that there was this lengthy list of things that people had to do that was a reality for the people of the Old Testament, that they were longing for someone to take care of their sins. And it's just so cool in Hebrews that Jesus has done it, and it's a realization of all of that was fulfilled in Christ. Mm -hmm. But the other night at small group, we were talking about this passage. Do you have it? Well, I'm actually going to pull it up from 1 Peter because it's the thought that Andy brought that was so helpful and encouraging, and it's really applicable in a lot of different areas of life, really in all of life, as we pursue the Lord. And You know, we're justified. Everybody knows we should anyways. There, you understand the doctrine of justification and Christianity and nowhere else in the world is the message that you can be justified now. You don't have to wait till you die to maybe find out that you're right with God. You can know right now justification's on the front end, and that's the message of the gospel is that you can be right with God right now. It's incredible. So we have the imputation of Christ's righteousness, and we are brought in right relationship and in fellowship with God because of what Christ has done. And what was imputed to Christ was our sin, our sinfulness. So Jesus was our substitute sacrifice. Through God-given repentance and faith, we trust in Christ, and we are justified before God. We are counted righteous, and the gavel has come down, and it's a phenomenal thing. After that, we were talking about through the book of Hebrews, is these sacrifices that we offer the Lord, that there's still this language that we offer sacrifices, we even are living sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And First Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says this, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up to a spiritual house, to a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices. Okay, if Jesus is our final sacrifice, once for all. What's this sacrifice business here? And it's an interesting thing that I think is critical for us to understand 
and Andy was talking mm. about this, and it was so it's really helpful. And I've had a way that I've explained this before when I preached through First Peter. It's it was just so fresh when Andy said it, and it was so helpful. So why are we talking about it? Well, for me, it was just really comforting because as I'm going throughout my life, I am, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm following Jesus, so everything in my life I'm doing for His glory. So or I'm attempting to, I know that I exist for the glory of God, and I know that the things that I do, I want them to glorify Him. So as I am preparing my little Advent things for the kids, I want this to glorify God. I want this to create a tradition for them that they will then pass down to their kids, the beauty of Christmas, the beauty of Christ incarnate. I'm wanting to create culture in Mm -hmm. our home that will spill out to the people around us. And that's in my mind. But sometimes as I am offering this to the Lord, I spill it all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, well, darn it. Mm -hmm. I just send all over everybody as I am trying to, you know, do this beautiful thing and offer it up to the Lord. And Andy mentioned something that I was like, oh, God, thank you, that Jesus takes our sacrifice, perfects it, and offers it to God. Mm-hmm. And that's just mind-blowingly comforting to me because my sacrifice is always imperfect every single mm-hmm. time I try to offer it to the Lord. Yeah. And I am keenly aware of my sin and my not perfectness. And at times it can get discouraging and feel like I cannot do this a single time without sinning through it. And I've said that before on the podcast, like whether it be hosting or homeschool sometimes or parenting, disciplining, like all the things that a mother has to do. And I'm sure, I know you've told me that you feel a similar way also in just things that you're doing in life. Really? Again? Mm -hmm. Am I gonna mess up in this way again? It's just really comforting to know that as we stumble along in sanctification, We're desiring to obey the Lord. We're desiring to glorify Him in all that we do and to obey Him. And Jesus perfects our imperfect efforts. Yeah. What a comfort and a joy that that brings just on days that you are doing it imperfectly. I was listening to a Paul Washer sermon five or six years ago, maybe more. And it was a two-part series, and he was preaching on the gospel. And it was just incredible. Two of the best sermons I've ever heard. And at the end of the second sermon, he said, I've never once in all of my life and all my time of preaching ever once scratched the surface of giving God all the glory that he deserves Mm. or preached the gospel in a way that actually displays the glory of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just never scratched the surface a single time. And talking about how even our best efforts, there's, we just fall miserably short so often, even as we have the Holy Spirit of God within us and we're wanting to honor the Lord and there's going to be times that we do uh, better and worse at whatever, whatever thing we're doing. But to understand that, that God looks at us and through Christ, we're offering these sacrifices imperfect as they may be in every area of life and all of our obedience. And it's acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. the way I've explained this before, and it's not original to me, I've heard this from somebody else, but we have paintings all over. Like right now, what is that thing? Like Count Chocula or something like that? I, I was looking I at that know. earlier today. And I can't remember when Ransom drew that Valor. picture. That was from Valor. Is that from Valor? I have these pictures of these printing pages that we print coloring off. Page. We yeah, go they, through so much print. ink in our house. <laughs> they print off coloring sheets all the time. Coloring sheets, daily coloring sheets. And we have them <laughs> everywhere. And they're great for an eight-year-old and for a four-year-old coloring them. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not something that would make a bunch of money at art show or something like that. This is not Van Gogh. Yeah. This is the, I mean, you guys can connect the dots here. When we're offering our gifts and sacrifices to the Lord and knowing that we're justified, that we have a right position, that our conscience is clean because of what Christ has done for us, then these gifts through Christ are made acceptable to mm-hmm. our Heavenly Father, even though they are, are incomplete and even though there is sin in them. And there's a lot of freedom in that. I, I think about mm-hmm. discipline, like with our kids. When If you have strong-willed kids, it can be difficult sometimes with discipline to be consistent. But then what well, you and I were talking earlier about working out. When you work out, you can get massive gains. Ladies, it may be a little bit different than working out, but you can get pretty strong pretty quick, and you can see gains and progress. And then you get to this point where you plateau, and it feels like I'm not making any progress at all, and it can almost feel like you're regressing because you're just not. there's no momentum, there's no movement. And in parenting, my goodness, there are so many times where I'm, I'm doing the right thing, I'm being consistent, I'm disciplining, and yet this Still is not... Still waiting on the fruit. Right. This is not doing what it's supposed to do. I've read the books. This is supposed right. to work. Mm-hmm. And... Then I get frustrated and angry, and it's easy to want your kids just to immediately get in line, and that's just not how it works. Again, with strong-willed children, I mean, they are your children, baby. So uh, that's a joke. We're both strong-willed, and all of our children are as well. Yeah. So, boy, that passage is just, uh, it's just great to think about. It's awesome. I think in families that are in ministry especially, a lot of the Fruitful and Fearless listeners are pastor's wives or missionary wives or in some context of ministry, I think that the enemy often will whisper in your ear, you hypocrite, any time mm-hmm. that our offering to the Lord is imperfect, yeah. which is, again, every time. Sometimes the enemy will whisper like, you are a joke, and mm-hmm. you should not be doing this. Remember when you mouthed off to your husband, and now you're going to talk about marriage? Mm-hmm. Now you're going to advise your friend on their marriage? The enemy can whisper those things. And the cool thing about it is like our efforts to help others in their relationship with the Lord and to encourage others in the relationship with God is not based on our doing it perfectly. Yeah. It's based on Christ and how good he is and how great the gospel is that we are able to share this good news with them. Mm-hmm. And of course, whenever the focus is on us, it's going to be terrible results and it's always just a reminder like nope this is all about jesus it's not about me in any form or fashion this is not about me yeah well let's speak to that for a little bit because there is pressure when it comes to the pastor and his wife because we all know that qualification in ministry is dependent upon how the household is doing there can be all sorts of pressure condemnation there can all even just the flesh rising up Mm -hmm. and agreeing with those arrows of the enemy And yet we are called to be healthy at home. There is this priority. And pastors, if you are listening in, you have to make sure that your house is healthy, that your marriage is healthy. You have to fight for that. That doesn't mean in the course of your life, though, that you're never going to have difficulties or challenges when it comes to raising your children, when it comes to different seasons of life and marriage. You have just as much of a need of the Holy Spirit and of the work of Christ on your behalf as everyone in the church has. I mean, you're human in the same way. So just because God has called you to this work doesn't mean that automatically you're in this superhero category where you guys are never going to struggle with things. So you have to have a group of people within your church. You have to have some sort of vulnerability, at least, within the elders and wives. People to talk to that can be a help during that time or difficult seasons. And I know for us, when we have questions about 
our children or even discipline, Mm -hmm. we go to people and we ask. I mean, we don't have all the answers to everything when it comes to practical application and when it comes to experience because, you know, we're on the front end of this raising our children. Our kids are (laughs) eight, four, and one. And so we uh, forgot the ages of our kids there just for a second. I mean, when you come to the scriptures, you know the scriptures are sufficient and God's word can guide us. And but simultaneously, also, we, we want life yeah, wisdom that God gives. We're also blessed to be a part of a body. Exactly. That and, we and are we able to, lean to go that. to. Mm-hmm. So, so don't buy the lie that because your household has to be in order mm-hmm. to be qualified, that that means that you can't come to anybody within the church and say, hey, we need some help and, and guidance on this and prayer on this because we're really struggling in this particular area. And it may be they just say, hey, listen, stay the course. You're doing the right thing. And in due season, in time, there will be the harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the harvest that comes. It's good to remember that God has put us in a family, that he saved us to a family, mm-hmm. that we have brothers and sisters that are part of this family, and we shouldn't be afraid to be vulnerable with them. And we've talked about before, like, we have been in circumstances where being vulnerable meant you had to, like, make up some big issue that you're struggling with. But sometimes being honest means saying, we're struggling with this issue or like going, being proactive to go and find someone to help you Mm -hmm. in an area that you're struggling in, whether it be your marriage or finances or discipline with your children or homeschooling or problems with relatives, whatever it is, being proactive to be open with your brothers and sisters that Mm -hmm. you know would give you wise counsel, seeking someone out that you can trust that would give you biblical counsel on an issue and not staying in an area of sin. Yeah. Well, let's go back to that verse and just think about this. And I want to use some phrases that John Piper made popular and then just think about it with you. Okay. The passage says to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Okay. Piper always talked about duty and delight and Mm -hmm. how we want to delight in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think could be articulated a little bit better by him and some of the, some of the books that he's written is the glory of duty and the responsibility of every Christian, which is self-denial. We all have to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Jesus. There are times when you wake up in the morning where you're excited about, and it is a delight to get into God's Word. You got your coffee going, and it's just an exciting thing. You're ready to go. I'm, I'm loving the passage that I'm reading this morning, and it's a, really a delight. And yet in that, because there's always more room to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength more, even in that delight, there's still some area of sin there. It's still imperfect, even though we're obeying the Lord and spending time with Him and hearing Him and responding to Him in prayer. There's still area that I could love this more. I could delight in this more. Then there's going to be times, so you're, you're still the offerings that you're giving still are imperfect, but made acceptable through Jesus. And then mm-hmm. there's other times when you wake up and you're like, I don't want to read God's word today. Right. And it's not a delight right now. It is a duty. It's an mm-hmm. obligation. And there's honor in that and there's glory in that. Mm-hmm. When you deny yourself right. and you come to your father and say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And you hear from him and you respond to him. That is an imperfect sacrifice to the Lord mm-hmm. where it's self-denial. I'm going to do what what's right mm-hmm. and I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do what's right. And in any area of life, if you're going to love people, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to do things that mm-hmm. in the moment don't does not feel all that great. Yeah, sometimes you do and, the right thing and the affections follow. Exactly. And then other times where you're like, I really, I want to do this. Right. Even though it is something that other people may not want to do right now, I actually really want to do this. And mm-hmm. it's not even that great of a thing to do. I, I want to clean up my baby's puke right now or something mm-hmm. like that. I right. feel it's a like delight to take care of them. Right, it is. So mm-hmm. all across the board... 
in all of our life, no matter what it is, we are offering sacrifices to the Lord through Jesus Christ. And Jesus takes those and he perfects those. He delivers them to the Father. And there's such joy in thinking about a Heavenly Father receiving our good works that he's prepared, prepared for us to do, even though there's sin involved. Mm-hmm. And it's just a I don't know. It's just been very comforting. Yeah, that's cool. I have heard Rachel Jankovich talk about Bible reading before. She's talked about how often people will miss a reading and then be like, I just can't. I, I missed yesterday. I can't, I can't read this one because I missed yesterday. I have to go back and read yesterday and try to get caught up because I'm behind and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, if we actually think of God's word as a feast that we are going to, mm-hmm. that God has prepared for us, that we are going to feast on his word, we're not like, oh, I miss breakfast. I'm not going to eat lunch. Mm-hmm. Or first I got to go back and eat breakfast before I can eat lunch. I need to eat a few eggs before I can have my lunch for today because I missed it. Yeah. And it just, it's a lot more freeing to think of it as like, no, just do the right thing. Go mm-hmm. read God's word. Know that it's edifying for you, whether it's chapter with a crying baby on your lap mm-hmm. or in the tranquility of your bedroom both is edifying for your soul and mm-hmm. good for you and glorifying to god yeah it's really good okay cool well that was really encouraging to us that andy brought up in small group the other night so we wanted to share that with you guys and hopefully that will be encouraging to you this holiday season as you are offering your gifts to the lord and to the people around you whether it be good food or sweet and thoughtful things to do with them or gifts even though imperfect done to the glory of god christ perfects it so it's awesome and are you gonna be back before christmas i'm assuming (laughs) i hope so yeah what's your plans who you got coming up interviews with yes you have a couple people coming up i do have some things coming up yeah i'm not sure the dates on them so i should probably not say them all right everybody well thank you for listening Hey everyone, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast and continuing to come back. You guys have certainly been an encouragement to us and we hope we've been an encouragement to you as well. We want to continue this work and we need your help to do that. If you'd head over to the Fruitful and Fearless website, it's just fruitfulandfearless.com. You can find memberships there that are different tiers that contain different benefits to you as well. If you want to just support us for the heck of it because you're enjoying the show, that's always a blessing as well. But we try to make it even more worth it for you with recipes, groups, for homeschooling and cooking, baking, natural health. We try to put as many resources on there as we can. But thank you for your support. It greatly helps our family.